You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! It's a me, Christian Macias. <laughs> I, did, I didn't have a, I didn't have an intro ready. And welcome to Podcast PXN episode one hundred and seventy-seven. Uh, seven's like this. Seventy-seven visual watchers. I am one of your hosts. I do not have my. Wow! I said I was ready. I am not ready. I don't have my own personal document up. It's okay. You're Christian. Yes. <laughs> and I, I still can't pull this up. It's not coming up. Dan, you might have to edit this. I'm, or we can keep it in. I mean, I mean, I could start over. I could start over at any time. No, here we go. Okay. And I am one of your hosts, the perennial <laughs> dating app swiper from Portland, Oregon, Christian Macias. And I'm joined over Discord, as I am every week, by Kentucky's number one Spartan, and PXN founder, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan, is DTM. That's me. Hello. It's a him. <laughs> it's a him. That other voice, that sweet, sweet voice, the president of the Tifa Lockhart fan club. He is the Nintendo aficionado, especially today, and artist extraordinaire at Roro. I'm here, baby. Dang, you dang right. <laughs> and as always... This is one of the, the two weeks that Gage is not here due to work rotation, but he will be back next week, presumably. At least we hope. Inshallah, Gage returns. Folks. He may have been killed by some geese we, we saw earlier today. Those guys are <laughs> no joke, but he, uh, he, he's something fate with those things. I cannot believe he sent that video and it didn't register that that was that him. Was him. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was like, oh, this is just some weird random video he sent about this guy encountering geese. Okay. I was like, wow, that moan sounds a lot like him. Or that honk sounds like a lot like a moan. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Folks, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. This is a reminder. We are live each and every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Come sleet, hail, or snow. On YouTube, just search Podcast PXN. Or you can go to twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN. Watch there as well. The topic of the show this week is... A Nintendo Direct recap for February 2023. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. All right. Quick bites. Some smaller news items for you to digest before the full course. Here we go. Number one. Sony to remove the PS Plus collection in May. That is 19 PS4 games. It used to be 20. But uh, Persona 5 got taken down a couple months ago. 19 PS4 games will no longer be available to claim. So if you have a PS5 and you want to get those games added to your collection because you haven't done that yet, and you have PS Plus, claim those now before they are gone forever. Question is, why are they doing this? Who the F knows? <laughs> I have no idea. I just didn't feel like doing it anymore, I guess. I guess yeah. I, mm, it's also Contracts, too- maybe. Contracts. I I it, I know the PlayStation fives are easier to get now, so maybe they don't want as many people. Yeah, <laughs> like having these games. I don't know. It's weird. That would be weird. I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Less people I, I should really play our know. games. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah. and I feel like it's such a missed opportunity in terms of like marketing too, because like I feel like they could have used this collection for their first party stuff. Like, hey, twelve months after the game comes out, it's gonna be in the PlayStation Plus collection because you're you're not gonna mm. people aren't gonna say, oh, I'm gonna wait a year to buy this if they're really wanting to buy the game. You know, like 
I don't know. I feel like that would be a decent middle ground than, you know, launching day and date, which they've said that is not feasible for them. That's a little shaky because you have like the promise of it is it will be free eventually. If it will be free eventually, people will not. Case in point, like my my thing, my pull is movies. Like, why are why are people wanting to pay extra for these AMC movie tickets when the movie's gonna show up for streaming in like a couple weeks? Like it's been mm-hmm. it's been like two months and it's already streaming. People just aren't going to the movies anymore. I would gather sure the timeline's a lot longer for games and eh, it's weirder it's the analog isn't perfect but i feel like it's maybe might be a little bit similar to game pass it's like yeah people are still buying the games but if it will be on game pass then they're more likely just to they get it for free rather than pay the money for it thing is maybe that helps their subscriber numbers for ps uh plus though so like you, that's true yeah who knows again the question is is that what they want do they want to right. more subscribers yeah still can we all agree it's very weird for them to just be doing this all together yeah. yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Gage is listening, by the way, in the chat. He says, I'm, I'm uh, listening. Behave. Thank you. <laughs> I will behave. Um, please also be safe at work, Mr. I like to bleed, like, bi-weekly. <laughs> every fortnight. <laughs> uh, last week, folks, uh, we talked a lot about the, you know, quote-unquote collapsing uh, live service kind of subgenre of games uh, and we one of those that we mentioned is our next quick bite velen studios announces that knockout city to co- it will be closing down in june season nine will be the final season and velen studios will be shifting to new projects so rip to rip to a game that i thought was really fun but again we questioned the like longevity of you know are people actually playing knockout city over the course of time like continuously like coming in to actually play it the answer i guess was Maybe not, not so much. Yeah, yeah, it it sucks. I I, I enjoyed Knockout City too. I it's but like you're saying, who's really keeping up and who's playing this? I guess obviously not enough people. I didn't know there were eight seasons, let alone nine was on on the horizon. But I I say like I think about that as like I guess I'm not in the community, but I think about Fortnite. I think about Call of Duty. Like I know mm. when a new thing's coming out. I know when Apex is getting a new season, even though I'm not keeping up. I'm not in those communities, so it's really hard to stay afloat when you're when you're competing with such big, uh, big competition. Yeah. And I, th- I think to destiny as well, because destiny is a big yeah. live service game, but like, it feels like the drip feed for a lot of these live service games are like, they'll do like a big update. And then it's kind of very sparse stuff to keep you afloat between like the, like the major drops. Like destiny is a big one where I feel like you do the things for a big, you know, for two to three weeks and then you're, you're gone until the next thing in a couple of months. Fortnite is, I think I'm a Fortnite squabbler now. Like I'm a Fortnite gamer because <laughs> I've I've now finally understood that they have a season and that season has chapters and within those chapters the game is changing every week with different stuff and it's like holy shit like this it's cool. This thing feels fun every week. <laughs> it's kind of cool. You know what else Fortnite. is cool? This this oh sorry, bro. No, I'm just saying Fortnite's doing it good. Yeah. Mm. What were you gonna say? You know what else is cool? Not this next item. Crossfire oh. X will also be closing down. So we have another live service game taking the bucket. So the long soldiers. Goodbye. You will not be forgotten. Or, or maybe you will. <laughs> well, well, maybe you yeah. will. <laughs> Who knows? Next quick buy item, some Nintendo news. Nintendo is raising its employees base salaries by 10% in Japan due to inflation. We talk all, you know, we, we always talk about these corporations. Nintendo not always the best, but this is a is a case where they did something that is actually pretty cool. 
very nice for for them to be raising every by ten percent is is kind of a big amount. So yeah, yeah, very good move. Very mm-hmm. good move. Very good move. You taught a game. Stand up right now. Salute. Because Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix soundtracks are now available to stream on Spotify and Apple Music. I'm not even capping right now. I'm listening to Simple and Clean right Heck now. Heck yes. Heck yes. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Oh, stream it, dearly beloveds. Yes. Mm. Mm. Simple and clean. Oh, which version? What a jam. It's actually a remix. It's the one from uh, Birth by Sleep. A little bit, little bit one, faster. Which, I almost asked you which is the one I like, as if you would know. Oh, I don't the, know. One like, <laughs> the one that's a bit faster, that's like the... Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Not, not the slower one, but like the faster. Here, I'll, I'll... It might be the one that I'm listening to. It's, there's one from Birth by Sleep, and there's one by from uh, Prologue to one random one with Aqua. That's a bit pa- faster, too. I don't know. There's a lot of remixes actually of that song. There, there is a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I find it, um, I'll send it to you. Okay. Anyway, or I could just send you the one that I'm listening to. Let's see if it is the same. Wow, this quick bite is uh, not so quick, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Go. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Look at us. There we go. Let us enjoy ourselves. All right. All right, podcast <laughs> listeners. Before we get to, we have one final quick bite item. Let's see what this is. Call of Duty news. Activision. Activision says that there will be a full annual premium Call of Duty title release this 2023. That is a, a $70 title coming to you this potentially October, November. Made by Sledgehammer Games. That means Treyarch's game will be releasing next year in 2024. So those of that thought that Modern Warfare would be a two-year cycle game, I don't know. We have something else coming. I almost wonder if they were originally planning to do just like an expansion and then Activision's like, no, 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 you guys are going to do a full, you know, retail release because obviously Infinity Ward's going to keep supporting Warzone and DMZ probably. So they're probably just like, yeah, we're going to need a full release out of you guys. I'm sorry. I know you were talking. But I hit play on Rose video and I was like, I got really excited because this is the version that I like. And I heard none of what you said after that. Damn. I'm so sorry, dude. No. It's, how's that any different than any other time? No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, no, man, I feel bad. You probably said something like I agree with too. No, I basically I just said that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a a DLC that turned into a full game because Activision was like, hey, we we need a full game, not a not just an expansion, because uh, Infinity Ward's going to keep supporting uh, Warzone and DMZ, yes. of course. Um, so. And you don't want to split the player base as well, right? Because Warzone is 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 at this point Call of Duty's bread and butter now, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and you think about the previous Call of Duty games after the release of Warzone, and those games, I think, I think suffered. I don't think they sold as well. I may be talking out of my butt here a little bit, but if I remember correctly, what is Sledgehammer's l- l- last game? Uh, World War Two. Was that right? No, no, they did another one after. And I remember it not selling well, or not as well, but partially it was due to the fact that, well, one, oh, they didn't, you know, they didn't want to go back and vanguard they didn't want to go back in time to, to that setting but they also you know activision was coming out with like all their allegations when it was first starting so people weren't you know clamoring to, to support them so a lot of factors there but yeah 
we'll see how they how I, I feel like it's going to be an interesting november for call of duty if they do tie it into whatever you know war zone or how they yeah it should be interesting see how they do it for sure street meet this comes from jeff grubb from game mess mornings uh, which, by the way, Jeff, you should totally think about rephrasing the way you talk about <laughs> mature games, in my opinion. Uh, I wrote oh his own song, but I'll, I'll mention as well. Uh, Insomniac's Wolverine is targeting an M rating. Now, the way Jeff describes this is that they're, they're going hard R on this game. <laughs> Jeff, that does not mean what you think it means. Oh, my God. So close. I get what you're, I get what you're saying, but let's, let's come on. Come on now. Uh, some additional uh, information about this supposed, you know, Wolverine news is that it will be semi-open world, kind of to like how God of War 2018 and, and of course, uh, Van, Van Carter, <laughs> uh, Ragnarok are, um, where we you have like these open world sections and then some more linear sections, uh, and that they are targeting a 2024 release, although it could slip into 2025. I'm wow. excited. Yeah, I, I I feel like uh, it being more linear. I mean, it says semi-open world, but I when I when I always hear that, I always think Tomb Raider, and I I love that kind of mm, style. Sure. I feel like that really worked for for that game, and uh, I feel like that would work for a Wolverine game. Spider-Man being fully open world makes sense for that because you just get to swing everywhere. I feel like this could be really cool. Um, yeah, I I would just I'm just surprised that we might get Spider-Man this year and Wolverine the year after. Like that that's what's kind of blowing my mind right now. And Sonic is on like another level right now has insomniac oh sorry dan no you're good you go ahead has has insomniac delayed a game since they've been like on this role i can't I remember them delaying no. a game yeah <laughs> yeah like once they have they a have date either. they stick to it or at least like they know when the game will be finished like i remember like miles morales was like holiday 2020 and then sure sure enough holiday 2020 rolls around they have the date for it and they don't push that yeah, and every time they announce a date, at least at least it was the case with uh, Miles Morales, and I think we felt similarly with Spider Man. We're always like, "There's no way, there's no way they're going to hit it," and they always they always hit, they it. hit it. So yeah, something I didn't mention is that Jeff Grubb mentioned that if they can, they want to do early 2024, and that wow. would be insane. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's going to happen, especially because yeah. you have Spider Man with a possible late 2023 date. Um, but it, could you imagine months apart? There's no way. I don't. I don't believe that. <laughs> that is too insane. They did yeah. it with um, um, Ratchet and Clank and Miles Morales, but obviously those they two did. those two games I feel like are on a different scale than Spider Man Two and uh, Wolverine for sure. I mean, who knows though? Because like most of the assets for for Spider Man, like it is a sequel game. True. That's true. Yeah, just building upon it. Uh, just going back real quick to Wolverine, I, I think that them going like semi open world makes a lot of sense. Unlike a lot of people really liked that um, X Men Origins Wolverine game that came out a while ago. Like, and that was a, a similar thing. Yeah, that was. Weren't there fans of that game? Pretty sure it's like it's. Yeah, pretty sure it's just Emmett Watkins Jr. who liked oh. it, and nobody <laughs> I else. I thought that that game actually got received pretty well, but that is a similar vein to that type of experience because that was like a semi-open area uh, type of experience. I think that would. I think it would lend itself very well to 
Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering that how good that game was. I thought that it was. <laughs> oh well, never mind. It has a seventy-seven percent on Metacritic, so okay, that's pretty high. That's pretty good. Moving on. Wait, hold on. I, I had a pun. Insomniac, more like insane niac. Uh, anyway, nice. One more piece of street meat to run over. Dragon Age Dreadwolf. We got some gameplay leaks. A redditor posted this. It's it's since been removed, but of course the internet exists in perpetuity, so we have some details. Uh, <clears throat> Dragon Age Dreadwolf will have full real time combat that plays like a hack and slash, and yet again another influence inspired by God of War 2018. This game, also possible, no direct party control, will be fully single player. And then a 2023 release is not likely for it. So now that is two uh, RPG games coming out. I'm thinking of Final Fantasy 16 and now Dragon Age Dreadwolf that is, have now shifted into the modern age where it's a full-time real-time real combat game that is more hack and slash, that is less direct party controlled. Two of these now. I think this this will be the first Dragon Age game I play. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Adam, were you gonna say? No, no, no. You go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say I just I, I agree with Christian where I feel like Dragon Age fans might be looking. I mean, I've seen both sides. I've seen yeah. a lot of Dragon Age fans being like super excited for this, mm. but I've also seen a lot being like, "This isn't Dragon Age. Doesn't feel like Dragon Age." Obviously, I'm not a Dragon Age person either, so I, I wouldn't know the difference. But seeing this does get me excited to give it a shot, and just like Final Fantasy. Like my first one, I did play the turn-based ones back in the day, but it wasn't until they got into this more hack and slash stuff that I kind of picked it up and then then went back to the turn-based ones and gave them a shot again. But yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm definitely gonna. I liked what I saw in this leak, whether it's true or not. I I'm I'm down for more of that. I see, and I think that like us three, we're like more excited about this. But like you were saying, Ro, I think you're spot on that there are Dragon Age fans that are like freaking mm. out about this because they're yeah. like, this isn't even Dragon Age. Like they're literally changing completely what Dragon Age is. Uh, yep. Which personally, again, like I agree with both of you. I think this looks really, <laughs> this sounds really cool, and. Uh, that was one of my major issues with Dragon Age 2 when I played that game. I really enjoyed the world and the story and the characters and stuff. Uh, but the combat, I just I don't like that turn-based style of combat. So I think, uh, yeah, this could lend itself very nicely for us, I think. Uh, yeah. Maybe not I, Dragon Age. Yeah, that's what I was going to I was going to say the same thing. It's like I like Final Fantasy is a different one because it's such a long running franchise that I feel like it's okay to maybe to like try different things, see if it sticks, and if it sticks, continue with it. Dragon Age, I feel, is like it's not a new franchise, but it's kind of it's a little bit it's more fresh than uh, than Final mm -hmm. Fantasy in comparison, where it doesn't have as many entries. Where this might feel like, wow, why are you changing what is so core to Dragon Age? Without I don't know, I I can understand where the fans are coming from with being a little bit trepidatious about it. Yeah, I think for me, when it comes to turn-based combat, usually I, I I trust JRPGs to kind of like those will usually usually hit for me when it's like more of these like fantasy settings. I don't know. I, I have a dumb take, but I can't help but compare it to The Witcher because like The Witcher was like my very not my very first, but like one of my biggest modern RPGs that I got really into. And I think Dragon Age is also like this fantasy setting, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So I know like Dragon Age gets a lot of praise for like how great its narrative is. Um, and when I when I think about these like really great narrative RPGs, I, I of course I'm going to compare Dragon Age and Witcher. And to me, like Witcher's more modern combat. It is a bit more hack and slashy. Well, I have to have some control with like what I'm doing, but it, it is like real time combat. Um, that is going to be the pull for me to like really engage with that that game on a gameplay level. Um, and that translating to to Dragon Age, I think, will be, do the same thing for me. Where it's like, well, I've never played Dragon Age before, but I know how to play, you know, hack and slash kind of games, I mean, you know, more actiony kind of games, and I get a, a really great narrative. So, you know, the barriers are coming down for me, and I, I gather for a lot of people as well. Yeah, definitely. And this is Dragon Age is Bioware, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I feel like. I feel like they need to do something like this, especially after the history that they've, or the track record that they've had in the most recent years, where just a lot of their big uh, franchises aren't really hitting with od- their core mm-hmm. audiences lately. So maybe bringing in a newer audience that might be able to attach themselves to to the franchises that they have been putting out might be a good idea instead of just doing what they've been doing. So I, I mean, it might be a good move for Bioware to change it up a little bit too. Oh man, I forgot to include something, so I'll just say it now. There's a there's a game I saw on. Okay, weirdly enough, I discover a lot of games either. I it used to be Twitter because I like I would just get recommended a lot of like indie like um, just indie de- developers sharing videos and like that would populate my algorithm. Not so much anymore. Twitter's been Twitter's been Twitter. I don't know how to explain. <laughs> <laughs> but that's translated into TikTok for me every now and then. I'll get like a really cool independent game. This is how I found out about uh, uh, SC Rot. Um, Boundary was a game that I got today where it's an FPS, but in space. Um, and it looks like Infinite Warfare and it play it looks like a lot like Call of Duty, but it's made by like independent devs. Um, and the sound in that game was insane. Like it's it's in space, so it's no sound, but you're obviously you would feel vibrations. So the sound is the vibrations uh, of like the guns you're using, and it looks really cool and the movement of it like and the even the graphics. Look fantastic, and that's coming out 2023. So, if you're interested in a Call of Duty like game, PvP, arena, in space, boundary, and the demo is available right now. A lot of cool demos coming out right now, by the way, on Steam. This looks really cool. <laughs> like, just the map is what's what's uh turning me on to it. Like, that's a really unique map. Like, it's like yeah. in space, and like you're on a shuttle. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, full time like like, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. All right. You guys ready for picks and news of the week? Yes. Yeah. Is that Mario Kart? I thought that was kind of funny. No, I was I was trying to do the Mario Kart like startup noise. Oh, yes. Isn't it like Oh, yeah. Before the race starts? Yeah. Isn't like I may I may have transitioned slowly into into kind of funny by the end, so I apologize. (laughs) I don't I don't want to plagiarize, all right? Even though I guess the Mario Kart is plagiarizing. I digress. You know what, Greg? I'm in a mood today. Greg Sue Christian, not not everyone else here. And now PXN. Yeah, just me. That'd be okay. Whatever. (laughs) Two items. One of them I included because I don't know. For some reason I thought Gage would be here. So if we don't have much to say on this, I'm sorry. Redfall. You know it. You're worried if you're gonna love it or not. Let me tell you something. Redfall will require an online connection, even, even in single player. And yes, you will also need a Bethesda.net account to play the game. Uh, this is going to be a bummer for people who uh, are not so high on DRM 
in their video games. And uh, you know, if your power goes out, you need to, you want to play some Redfall. You cannot do that. Um, Dan, how do you feel about this? Uh, I, I'm kind of indifferent about it personally. Uh, I, I think the bigger issue is game preservation wise, because like you know, as we've seen. Yes. Yeah, as we've seen so many times before, like, you know, Destiny, that game when it came out is very different than what Destiny ended up becoming, you know, today, for instance, or there's so many other uh, examples of games that change over time or just get taken offline, like literally you don't have the ability to play it anymore. And sometimes that gets brought back from fans that, you know, start up servers that, you know, keep it alive and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it is a little bit disappointing from that aspect. Um, in terms of playing the game, I don't think it's personally a big deal for me because, mm. I mean, I always have an internet connection, so it's not a big, uh, doesn't affect me personally. But um, it, obviously, I could see the frustration with people who maybe are in more rural areas that don't have access to higher speed internet or other issues that really like Arcane's games. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That does kind of suck for single player um, requiring that. Or even like um, people who are like overseas and stuff like uh, I always think back to uh, people who are like in the, na- like, uh, the army, the Navy, whatever branch of the military who may not have like the most stable internet connections to, uh, to play these kinds of games. And, you know, if they're in the interested in playing Redfall and they might have some issues, which is always a bummer. And I, I, it's a, it's a super minor inconvenience. You're, it's once you sign up, it's, it's done. But I, I hate like nothing like takes the wind out of my sails when I'm hyped for a game, and then as soon as I click the start button, it's like, would you like to make an account? Please sign in. It's like, okay, I'll do that. And then I type it in. It's like inevitably I forgot my password. I gotta go figure that Always. out. It's like, Always, <laughs> guess I'll make a new account or get send the email. Oh my god, here we go. Yeah, that's always annoying. But it's as as soon it's it's as over as quickly as it starts. But it's just annoying. Which, why? Why do we need all these accounts? Why can you guys not just use our Xbox or PlayStation or Steam accounts? Like, why do we need to sign up for this other thing? Which you can, thankfully, with some of them, link them so that when you, you know, log into whatever game, it automatically picks up. But, like, why not just use the account that's already there? That'd be nice. Yeah. I have so many issues with EA doing that with because of, you know, PC uh, and console. Now you were there one time. One time we were trying to play, and I was having a lot of issues. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't like this. Uh, speaking of EA, uh, Gage Gage hated this. He he was going feral in our <laughs> private DM. Uh, EA has canceled a single player game. Wait, did we talk about this last week? I th- we me and Ro were talking about that. I think we talked about like the overarching thing, but I don't know if we t- sp- talked specific. The specifics, right? Because 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 yeah. this released, this came out after the show, but I saw this in the tweet from last week. I cannot remember if we talked about this in depth or not, and I'm pretty sure like we got news like full fleshed news after I our episode we- last week. Yeah. That's what yeah, that's what we're trying to figure out too. I think we we got the story, but we didn't get like the details that we that we yeah. have now. At least yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I think I say we just talk I, about it because yeah. I, I went through our chat and I was like, this is this is stuff that happened between yeah. last episode and this one. In this episode, yeah. yeah. Okay, if anything's repeat, I apologize. <laughs> EA has canceled a single player game codenamed Titanfall Legends. 
was in development at Respawn with a team of approximately 50 developers, was being planned as a single-player experience for Apex Legends, uh, and it featured, uh, you know, you know him, you love him, BT from Titanfall, and other Titanfall characters, and was inspired by Doom Eternal and Hades. This is from Jeff Grubb here. I want to read the, the Hades inspiration because it sounds incredible. <laughs> uh, the game was go. Oh, February 2nd. Yeah, Thursday. The, the game was also going to take inspiration from Hades. So you might start with a dash, but then you can unlock a dash that deflects enemy fire back at them. It was going to be so good. I can only imagine what other power-ups uh, they were going to have, you know, going to be including uh, in this kind of game. Respawn makes great FPS games. Uh, Titanfall 2 is fantastic. Of course, I think about that one mission. We all know. We all know what we're talking about, what we're thinking about. And uh, this sucks, man. I think it would have been really, really good. And it, it's a shame that Titanfall keeps getting the shaft year after year. Every time we hear a rumor about like a possible Titanfall return, it ends up being nothing, ends up being canceled. And yet again, Titanfall fans in, left, hanging to dry. That sucks. Yeah. And like, last week... Go ahead, Dan's here. I was just gonna say that that Hades thing, like that that even sounds like what Halo Infinite did with their campaign because I know this always seems to come back to Halo with me, but they the grapple shot, for instance, you start with a normal grapple shot, but then you upgrade it and you can shoot electricity through the grapple shot while you're like attaching to enemies. So like it changes things like mechanically while you're playing the game. So that that does sound very cool that they were doing something similar to that uh in this game. Yeah. Oh, Listen to this. Jeff Grubb, cool detail that Jeff left out. Titans in Titanfall Legends would be like classic cars. They are no longer in production. They're expensive to maintain, but they're super cool. Oh, man, like, even the, I'm just, just listen to this lore, dude. It just sounds dope. I, I remember when we got this story last week, and I, I, I don't think we had this information, but I, if we did, I just don't remember. And I said that, I mean, Apex Legends is, is like a hit. People love it. Titanfall. People mm-hmm. love Titanfall. It didn't sell as well, but people love it. It's critically acclaimed. People love it. Put those two together. Perfect. And now all these details are coming out, and it sounds like a fantastic game, and it makes even less sense that they would cancel it. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure why EA decided to do this. It's, uh, it's, it's, it'll haunt me in my, in my dreams. Well, it's a weird one. It's kind of like EA uh, having a single-player uh, Star Wars game in development by Visceral Games, a fantastic developer, and then canceling the game, shutting down Visceral, and then now they're saying, oh, we're going to do some Star Wars single-player games. What? Why <laughs> did you cancel this one and freaking let go of one of the best development studios? Ugh, I don't know. Was Visceral, was that 1313? Uh, no, no, that was... Else? That was uh, Amy Hennig. Uh, Amy Hennig's, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm confused. I think the thing, I think the thing for me is, um, look, at this point, despite what they say, yes, we know we Apex exists in the Timefall universe, but at this point, they're gonna they're gonna say the the vice versa, the reciprocal of that, because Apex is just more popular at this point. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you, you release something like this, you would see many more players start flocking to Apex again. Yeah. Way more. Agreed. Yeah. So the question becomes why. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on. We got a fantasy draft check-in. Does somebody? This, why? Why is this here? Does somebody? Uh oh, Gage. I think drafted this. Eh? Gage did. Yes, he did. Okay. The game he drafted is Hogwarts Legacy. Currently sitting, uh, open critic, 
rating of 86. That is 16 points for Gage. Normally, I would say that is huge. Great points on the board for Gage. But again, remember, last week we mentioned he wasted all his money so he can no longer draft the rest of the slots he needs to fill for the rest of the year. So no matter what, what points he's getting, it does not matter. He will probably stay in fourth. Damn. <laughs> that sucks for Gage. I'm so sorry, Gage. But I, I think this is great for Avalanche as a studio because like people weren't sure what this game was going to turn into and whether or not you want to support it is a whole other uh, question as well. But like it's it's awesome to see that this development studio made a good game. So, what you didn't like Mad Max? Well, that was the other Avalanche. Not to be confused by Avalanche Studios, which is the Just oh! Cause. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? What is this Avalanche? This Avalanche, Avalanche made software? this. This Avalanche made Disney Infinity and a bunch of licensed properties in the past. Wow. Got it. <laughs> yes. Got it. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, Very confusing. <laughs> two avalanches. We gotta. We gotta do some of this. We gotta fix this. Yeah. <laughs> One of them's gotta go. Fight to the death. <laughs> All right. Let's see what's up next for a lot of people. Oh, up next is me. Uh, Saliva Gang PDX, February twenty first. Like a dragon, Ishin coming out. Stay tuned. Oh, also, also that week, Ro picking up Atomic Heart. Let's hope it's not an atomic fart. Yes. <laughs> atomic heart. Don't go breaking my heart. Nice. Nice. Uh, okay. A quick timeout for Tilu. Got some news before we discuss episode four here for you on The Last of Us HBO. Yo, everyone, listen to this. The Last of Us HBO reaches a new high with 7.5 million viewers up 17 percent from episode three of 6.4 million every week uh this show is growing word of mouth is spreading people are watching insane insane oh. that usually that usually doesn't happen it usually doesn't <laughs> right? happen yeah it that usually goes happen. down yeah, mm -hmm. that's crazy so when do we get to seven billion billion I'm kidding. <laughs> Everyone on Earth is watching The Last of Us. Exactly. <laughs> uh, quick news for you as well. Episode 5 of The Last of Us will premiere Friday evening instead of Sunday uh, due to the Super Bowl. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. I like it. Yeah. Give it to me as soon as possible. <laughs> as soon uh, ASAP as possible. Wait a minute. <laughs> Glenn. Glenn's yelling at me in the chat like I said something bad about his game. He says, you sh you hushed your mouth, Daniel. We all thought it was going to be a work of art. Glenn, I never said anything <laughs> negative. I just I said what they did a great job with. What you said, shout out Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Episode four, titled Please Hold My Hand, released last Sunday. I watched, Roe watched, Daniel watched. What do we all think? It was, we just we just lost Rose picture, but it was very good. It was very good. Uh, just to start us off, I, I I really liked the new characters that they introduced. Uh, I, I liked the idea of them. I should say they haven't really gone in sure. deep into them yet, which I think they will here very soon. Um, but even the the character that um I forget the actor's name that plays Tommy in the games. 
but he is fantastic. Oh, yeah. He is fantastic nice. in this. I Or at least, like, I loved hearing his voice because I was like, oh, it's Tommy or, you know, the other Tommy. But, yeah, I, I thought this episode was one of their stronger episodes. I really liked this episode. What uh, the fuck? I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm nuts. You guys correct me. <laughs> you guys correct me. No, I think I think Ro loved it as well. Actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I had a really good time with it. I if you want to, I I feel like we could rank it maybe at the end of all the episodes being done. But from the episode that we had so far, I don't know if it's my my favorite, but I really like the uh, the action scenes. It felt really tense when they got into the city. I thought they did a really good job of making it feel claustrophobic, even though it's a it's a freaking city. It just swarmed with people that are trying to hurt you. Um, I like the uh, the moments between Joel and Elia. They felt really good. I feel like they're building upon that relationship uh, pretty well. Mm. Um, I I was honestly starting to get a little worried. Like, when are they going to start showing those kind of them bonding moments? And then they, they started to, and it felt natural. And I I, I shouldn't have worried. It, it, it felt really good. And there was the moments in with Ellie with the pun book. I was like, I was so happy to see that. And Bella Ramsey is continuing to kill it as Ellie. Uh, and of course, the scene in the car with uh, Bill's uh, uh, magazine. I thought she did that really well, too, where she t- tossing out of the window and showing yes. Joel the tape as well, feeling all nostalgic. Like those those lines coming back, I felt she delivered them really well. Again, not in the same uh, way that Ashley did, but still it felt like how Ellie would speak. And yeah, and obviously the reveal at the end with Henry and Sam, excited to see how they they tackled that story as well. That should be, should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing for me is like, I thought it was fine. And this was my, I saw road tweet that how is the last of us going to be my favorite game and my favorite TV show. Look, there's, there's no knock to you. If you feel that way, hell yeah. Cause it's a pretty it was, good show. I was hamming up, hamming it up a bit, but it's a really okay. good show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I think this is like cemented apart from episode three, which I thought was sublime. The rest of it is like, I think this is a perfectly just like, just fine show. And I was th- thinking about this while I was squatting today. Very weird thing for me to be thinking about. But anyway, um, <laughs> a lot of it feels like almost like a Spark Notes version of The Last of Us, which I mean, it's going to happen. It's strange because you have like around nine to 10 hours to tell the story, which should be enough. And yet it also feels like nowhere near enough because you, the game has so much more space to give you the like, you feel the length of joel like warming up over the course of about like eight to ten hours that's why i was worried yeah (laughs) like last episode was joel at the beginning saying was still in his angered state being like you don't talk about tests ever um and then this the end of this episode is him smiling and well that scene was great and i loved it and i was smiling with them i was like pedro and bella they're so cute (laughs) um i never felt like the gradual shift from like joel slowly warming up like Mm. where it's like I remember I mean, there's like a moment like where Joel like is, hears one of these jokes and chuckles for a bit, right? And you get that in this episode, but he goes from just a quick like smirk to like full on laughing with her. And it's like <clears throat> I'm always gonna have these problems because you know original text to adaptation is always gonna have its you know problems, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, differences. And uh, yeah, for me it's just like I just enjoy the space and atmosphere that the the game gets to kind of sit with that the show just doesn't have enough time for. And there's so much banter in the games, like between Joel and Ellie, like between those, you know, sequences where you're not fighting or you're, you're just walking, you know, exploring or whatever. There's so much great banter in the games that are missing 
in the show mm-hmm. ob- for obvious reasons, but like it, it's very similar to God, you guys are going to murder me for this, but it's Halo very show. it's very similar to <laughs> Halo in terms of <laughs> I knew it. No, the game in terms of the games because <laughs> Master Chief and Cortana have so much great banter with one another while you're playing in game that don't really translate as well to like a television or, mm. or you know, movie mm. production type things. So, yeah, it, it definitely I agree with you, Christian. It feels like there's some missing bits there that you're not quite you know, getting that full journey to that moment. Yeah. Kind of crazy to think about, like, there's only, f- okay, there's four episodes left. So we're going to end summer in episode five. Spoilers for the rest of the show. If you haven't seen the rest of the show, is tune out for a couple of minutes, I guess. So you're going to dedicate, what, maybe like two episodes to fall, one to winter, one to spring, and that's it. I feel like maybe one more episode to to kind of let like the the latter part of the the game kind of breathe a little bit would have done wonders. And usually HBO shows are ten episodes, so I find episode or nine to be a little bit strange. Uh, granted, well, I don't know what that looks like, so you know I could be totally wrong. But yeah, I, I thought it was fine, and I think you guys nailed the my my praises that the the new characters I thought were like totally interesting. The setup for the bloater I thought was like very tense. I still yeah. love that a lot of a lot of these things are in like darkly lit and kind of lighting coming from outside shining on them. That that's still the best thing that this show is doing. I think for me is like that production value. Uh, and also uh, something that I really liked about this, and it reminded me of part two. In part two, uh, the enemies have names. Every single one has a unique name, and they and they call each other. And there's that scene where it's the them crashing into. I guess in the show, what what are they crashing into in the show? It's not a it's store. Like a- in the show or in the game? In the show. In the, in the show? It looked like a store in the game. show. Yeah, I thought it was a store. Was it a store? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. In the game, there was, there was like a garage the door, but in the... Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. building's fine, yeah. When they crash into <laughs> yeah. the building, all right, and, and, and the kid comes in, um, and he, like, says his name, and he's, like, basically begging for his life. I was like, yes. This is, this is some of, like, the, the violence that, like, we haven't really... The human-to-human violence that we haven't seen yet. I thought that was handled really well with um, <clears throat> him, act, Joel killing that dude. But we're seeing just uh, Bella Ramsey, uh, Ellie, on the other side of the room. We only yeah. hear it. I thought that was really good. That was handled. I thought that was really good, too. And um, yeah, I, I guess I really can't say anything more. I just thought he acted that that scene really well. And so did Bella with how she reacted to having to do what she had to do. It's a, yeah, it's a good scene. And you just to go back to your point one more time, Christian, about the newer stuff being like the highlights or whatever, the new characters and such. I think that was my mm-hmm. main thing that I was trying to say before the series started is that I that's why I was more more so hoping for something completely original using the same characters right. because then they're not, you know, they're not trying to get the story beats of we got to go here, then here, then here. Like it feels like they're trying to force it to get to fit that game narrative and it doesn't necessarily translate as well on a TV yeah. screen, I guess. Yeah. I mean, again, this is why episode three like shines so much. Yeah. Why it resonated with a lot of people. Cause it's like its own story uh, inspired by like the note in the game, but then they change it. And it's like, becomes something like entirely beautiful. And it's like, wow, like this, this is the kind of adaptation that I, I was really hoping uh, the last of us would do. And there's still room to do that with other yeah. stuff later down the line. Should we get into what you got for me? 
Yes. Dan. Yo. Uh, I've got Hi-Fi Rush. That's all I got this week. Um, I played about another hour and a half or so into it. So I finished the, the second boss. I'm on the third level now, I think. Uh, very much enjoyed both boss battles. I think both of those boss battles were really cool and original. Like They felt very unique to each other. So I really like that that um theme is kind of continuing and like every single well i've only played two levels and a little bit more but every level i feel like i'm getting a lot more uh like you know move sets and a lot more mm. uh, options to use like while i'm in different combat scenarios so like it's really cool how it like slow ramps you up and you slowly learn more and more stuff as you go it it, it feels really natural to like you know get better at the game i guess you, you'll say but yeah, I very much am enjoying it, and hopefully we'll uh, finish it soon, and that'll be the next one checked and off. Again, very cool then to make this game where you're not punished by being offbeat, you're rewarded by being on beat and not the, you know what I mean? That's absolutely true, and like, I, there's so many times I'm terrible at the timing that it'll pop up, and it'll be like, you got D timing, and I'm like, I don't care, I had a ton of fun <laughs> with that sequence. The, yeah, yeah. Mm. like, oh, yeah, but like you were saying with the getting more stuff and being able to feel like you're getting better you do get better like as you go on like there's an option where you can see the beat at the bottom like you yeah. could turn it on and you could yeah and i i use that at the beginning but every time you beat a level and they start you a new one that's gone and there would be times where i forget that i didn't turn it back on and it's like hey i'm doing pretty good I, <laughs> oh shit i didn't turn it back on i'm getting better at this game and, I, and it's really cool how it kind of rewards you for i mean doesn't doesn't uh like Christian was saying, I'm trying to, I forgot about the word. Doesn't, doesn't punish you? Pun yeah, it doesn't yeah. punish you for not being on the beat. But when you get it, like, it feels really good when you when you do finally get it. And the later bosses, Dan, are awesome. You're, it just keeps getting, getting better. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's, yes. yeah. It's really good. And the fact that this game just shadow dropped, and incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Would have been really cool, though, to pick it up on someone's fantasy critic day. Because it's yeah. reviewed very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, you got you got something to share with us? With yes. The class? Yes. <laughs> I played uh, some more Tales of Arise. Don't got anything really new to say about it besides it's continuing to be awesome. Um, yeah, it's a good game. The like the the core message is basically um, don't treat people, don't treat a certain person based on where they come from or their race, and that's kind of like on the nose. Uh, storytelling that they have going there, but it works. It works really good with the whole anime stuff, the connections of the characters, stories doing really good, really, really doing a good number on my heartstrings, and uh, the, the comments really good. Uh, I played some Steam Next Fest games. I still have a lot to go through, but the two that I got the chance to play were Mika and The Witch's Mountain, which is basically Kiki's Delivery Service meets oh! Wind Waker. <laughs> and what? you're like a cute... <laughs> you might like it. I, I, it's, a, it's, it's very chill. It may be too chill, but um, mm. yeah, it's, it's kind, of, uh, kind of basic, but I, I, I enjoyed my time with it. It was very, very relaxing to just deliver packages, learn about the, uh, the, the island that you're on. There seems to be a little bit more depth as you continue. I didn't get to experience that depth because it was just a demo, but the trailer that they played after I beat the demo made me feel like there's more to it than I got to play. But uh, from what little I got to play, I, I did enjoy it. Um, and then there's another one called Vivid Lope, which is an arcade puzzle game with an amazing art style. It is so cool. 
And I had a really good time trying to perfect each of the stages. And basically, it's a, a top-down game, and you're like this cute little bunny. And your goal is to change all the squares on the map to mm. the color that the game uh, tells you to. And the better you do, obviously, the higher the score is. But if you step on the tiles that you've already changed, that obviously affects the score. And there's enemies on the map as well. And there's items that you use to bonk the enemies. It's, it's really cool. I'm very excited for this game now. It's been on my le- my uh, radar for a while. But after being able to actually play it, it solidified how excited I am for it. So shout out to Indies, man. And Steam Next Dude. Fest. Just killing it. 2023 is going to be awesome. <laughs> I want to not have any responsibilities and just play cool new <laughs> games for the rest of my life right now. Know what I mean? I know. Do you know, know what I mean? I do. <laughs> oh my god. There's, and there's still so many other games on here that I wanted to give a chance or try, but like you said, where's the time? Where's the time? <laughs> mm-hmm. I want someone out there to take a chance on love with me. Oh. <laughs> yes. One of, the, one of these days. I did, a, I, I, did, I did upload a new Tinder picture last night. <laughs> just saying <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been playing tinder uh, i've also <laughs> been playing more i've been squabbling up on Fortnite with the uh the grad school buds and still getting those crowns I don't, i'm i don't know i'm i guess i'm a Fortnite gamer man it feels weird <laughs> to say it but it's something about it something about it uh and then weirdly i've also been partaking in the devil's lettuce and playing overcooked <laughs> with some buddies as well oh. uh overcooked all you can eat just just straight vibing uh, and that's been yeah. fun as well. Nothing but vibes in, in in early 2023. Probably get more serious about like playing actual games. They're like you know from start to finish. Uh, once I'm back from vacation, I gather. Forgot we played uh, mini golf. Oh, we did. We played mm-hmm. the uh, the Atlantis map of mini golf, right? Yeah, very cool. Really is we... all about the vibes. It was, yeah and that that was great however that was the day after i got my covid booster and both me and mutual friend of ours like were not feeling well we both got nauseous playing vr like during that game we, i i had to leave i said sorry dan i gotta go and immediately took my headset off <laughs> it's fair fair we still have some more to, more courses to play at some point yeah yeah Let's see if we can squeeze it in this weekend let's look at the Nintendo Direct that happened today in topic of the show. For format, we're going to follow digital trends. Actually, it works out pretty nice. We're going to hit a lot of the highlights here uh, that happened during the Direct, and we can talk about these. And then at the end, we'll go over what they call everything else, and if there's anything that you want to stop and talk about, we can do so. If not, we'll just, we'll just mention it for the sake of, of news, because there's one thing I want to stop at, but, you know, for the sake of time. The show opened with Pikmin 4, and it lets you ride a tiny space dog. And I believe this is coming, yes, July 21st, 2023. Pikmin fans, get excited. I don't think I'm one of them, but I mean, as always, this game looks cute. Yeah. It's, it's, it, and it, I, when it came out on the Wii U, the Pikmin 3 that came out there, I was so impressed by the, uh, the visual style of it like it looked super realistic i feel like this is honestly a downgrade from that but that's just the switch's power i guess but it still looks beautiful i still <laughs> think it has a cool cool art style but uh yeah i'm not a pikmin guy either i want to be i want to be but I, I don't think i'll ever pay money to try it and that's always the problem oh what happened <laughs> are you okay what what christian's freaking <sighs> out 
I'm getting an an ad somewhere, but I don't know where. I don't know which. <laughs> it's no That's Christian. So scary. It's our new uh, ads that we read on the podcast now. Thank you for. <laughs> I don't know. No, it was the Digital Trends website <laughs> oh. that was super loud, and it didn't show me where this video was playing. <laughs> That's evil. Fuck. I hate when that happens. Wow. Okay, I'm back. That's what you Sorry. get for choosing Digital Trends, <laughs> okay. you know, right, Ro? Exactly. Two hundred ten Sonic Frontiers. What the heck? Yeah. Is that real? It is. I'm going to see if I could find it again and put it in the Two chat. Out of That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. It's just that bad. But yeah, I, I want to be a, a Pikmin person. But like I said, there's no free way to, for me to try it, and I don't feel like dropping money on Pikmin to find out if I am going to be a Pikmin person. Mm. So I forever, forever, probably will never be a Pikmin person unless somebody buys it for me. <laughs> yeah. Platoon fans, get excited. Platoon's 3 expansion pass brings us back to Inkopolis. I think this is coming out this spring. And we also got a tease at an upcoming one that we'll be releasing in the future called Side Order. And I straight up thought it was like Nier Automata for a second. <laughs> Something Nier inspired. And I was like, no, that's an inkling. Nier Automata inkling. Uh, but yeah, Side Order. Yeah, I like Splat Splatoon fine, but this didn't uh, really hype me up that much. I know mm -hmm. the Splatoon fans are losing it, though. I know they love their their Splatoon lore and updates and all that stuff. So I think this is a good update for those for those people for sure. So can't be mad at that. And and, and the Squid Sisters from the original Splatoon coming back is is cool. Definitely cool. Mm. Is Inkopolis is that a, a, a special that is the, place? Uh, no. Yeah, that's the original uh, okay. plaza, I guess, from the from the first game coming back. It's like Destiny, you know how like they have the tower, yep, and now they have the new tower. It's like if they brought brought back the old tower from Destiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which people ugh, people are freaking people out do about want. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Sonic Frontiers review. Sonic's <laughs> latest adventure is one of his worst. That's crazy. And I'm sorry, it was one out of five. One not out, two of out of five. <laughs> I mean, if you do that, if you translate that, I guess. I guess so. You know, yeah. times it by two. Wow. That's harsh. Wow. Fair. Sorry, bro. Totally it's okay. <laughs> Next highlight: Advance Wars One Plus Two. Finally, it's back uh, after its two-year-long silence hiatus. Uh, One Plus Two Reboot Camp is finally coming out in April. Uh, a lot of uh, Advance Wars fans really clamoring for this one, so they'll finally get to play it this spring. Yes. I'm super hyped for this. I I, I played uh, the Game Boy game. Didn't finish it or anything, but I enjoyed it when I was little little wee Roshan. I'm hyped for a reboot. Definitely would pick it up again and uh, give it another shot. Nice. Dan has been a uh... Pretty quiet. No, no <laughs> thoughts on any, on any of these. I know. I, I, it's, that's my nature because it's Nintendo. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Know. Let me tell. You, let me tell you something. And it's I'm putting the cart before the horse here a little bit. Uh, I was mostly a little bit disappointed with with the direct. If I'm if I'm being honest, for a 40 minute long direct for their their big February one, I was a little bit let down. Um, but some l luckily some of these uh, kind of big announcements brought me back. Like. Nintendo Switch Online is getting the Game Boy, sorry, is getting Game Boy and Game Boy Advanced games, which I thought was huge. I thought if it was just Game Boy, I was like, sure, that's fine. But then seeing Game Boy Advance, I was like, oh, dude, 
That could be anything. We can get anything now. Are you kidding me? The, the ability, Sonic Advance. The ability to switch between color and like all the different versions of Game Boy, that's really cool. I think that's a cool mm-hmm. feature. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously wasn't paying attention completely. I saw that Minish Cap was coming back. Yes. And I'm so happy that they're, they're, they're adding these games like today. Like it's not drip feed, at least the ones that they showed off. There's ob- yeah. And what I'm about to say is the, the other part. Um, there's games that are coming in the future that I totally miss. They're adding Kirby and the Amazing Mirror? Yes. What? Yes. Dude. Dude. I'm so today, happy. Today, <laughs> today, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Are you fucking kidding me? That game is so good. The Mario RPGs are slept on, dude. I, I say that, but like, critically, they're really yeah, well received. Yeah. Paper Mario, great. Superstar Saga, fantastic. But like, come on. There's a whole audience of people who have never played these before. You can now. Golden Sun, I completely forgot about too, is, is also coming, which is an RPG that people, again, love that game. Mm. Um, I haven't gotten the chance to play it, and now, now I can. I, I've been wanting to try Golden Sun for forever. Yeah, this is awesome. As always, there's a little bit left to be desired with uh, NSO like uh, games that they add. Like, I, I wish they would do a bit more, mm-hmm. but like, I guess beggars can't be choosers. I'm just happy they're doing it at all, to be honest. When is yeah. GameCube next? Oh my god, <laughs> dude! If they do GameCube and they add Kirby Air Ride, it's done. I'm no longer doing anything. They anymore. added Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, so they might do. There's a chance they might do Air yeah. Ride. Yeah. <laughs> I love Amazing Mary, dude. Oh my god. I'm so happy they... right now. I did not see that. <laughs> what if they do like DS games and they have like Kirby and the you know Canvas Curse or whatever, you know? Yeah, Squeak Squad. There's always a chance, man. <laughs> they could do it. They could do it. Oh yeah. Please Nintendo. And don't take too long with Kirby, please. Bring it. <laughs> it's for real. <laughs> Personally, this is my favorite announcement of the day. Metroid Prime Remastered is out and it's out right now, and I'm gonna be downloading it. Uh We'll have stuff to do after this episode, but I will find a way to download it at some point tonight because, oh, my God, Metroid Prime is is like one of the coolest sci fi games ever made. Like that is for what that game is doing in the GameCube era. GTFO. It's so freaking good. And yes, like we discussed, it's true. They are not doing it as a trilogy. They're going to be drip feeding Metroid, the Metroid Prime series. Dan over here texting me. Oh, the trilogy's coming out. No, son. I didn't no. finish. Yeah. Just the first. Which does this mean like Metroid <laughs> Prime 4 is still a long ways away? Like if they're gonna drip feed, or do you think they're gonna release four? Probably. Oh, wow. We haven't even seen we haven't even seen another trailer for it, dude. I know, but yeah. freak, it's been in development for I mean, <laughs> retros had it for what five years themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. That's crazy. I mean, there's always a chance that at some point by the end of the year, they'll drop two and three together mm. in some kind of pack, maybe, or like they'll just, you know, again, you know, on the store, two and three remastered available right now. Um, and then have like some kind of tease, like an actual gameplay trailer for four and have it with a date of like, I don't know, some point 2024. I can see that. Do you know what I mean? Is this a full? Awesome. God. Is this a full price game? I think it was. I haven't checked 30, it. Forty. I think. Oh, yeah, I don't think okay. it is. Yeah, that, I don't think. I, I have to double check. Great though. price, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let me double check. Is, <laughs> I might be speaking on my butt here, but I, I I heard that it wasn't full price. If it's and they all. Uh-huh. If, it's, if it's forty, I I may dive into this because I've never played the prime dude, games. 
And and they went in and they they redid the control scheme to play like a modern FPS if you so wish. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I didn't think they would do that, but I'm so happy they did. Sure. One of my favorite things this game does is when like you get hit or like it's like a a, a bright flashing light. Yeah. You, it you'll is. see Samus's sorry, sorry. like eyes and like it behind the visor. It's like yeah. it's the small touches of this game that make it like legit like an S tier video game. Can't wait to replay it. And it is 4D. It is 4D. Heck yeah. Mm. There's also a physical version coming out next week, 22nd. Sorry, two weeks, 22nd. Uh, biggest news, probably, of them all. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's another trailer. It looks insane, but it will cost $70. FYI. Not 4D. Not 40. <laughs> 70 is... Yeah, Dan? Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. 70 is interesting because we saw this getting, like, leaked yesterday. There was pre-orders up. They got taken down. A lot of people were questioning, you know, $70. Is that for a Switch, or could this be for a possible, like, Switch 2 version? There was no Switch 2 announcement today. I doubt there is. If there is a Switch 2, it's not coming out before Zelda. We probably would have seen it today. Um, so $70 for a old hardware game. We don't know how this runs yet. It's going to be interesting. Uh, some of those, contra- I was just going to say some of those contraptions that Link was riding look really cool. Like he had like a little vehicle that he, he made or whatever. And like, yeah. I'm wondering if you can actually make that or in the game, or if that's just like something he finds. Because he pulls a wheel out of like water, so like, are we gonna be yeah. able to like make custom vehicles, kind of like Banjo Kazooie? So. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, so they, cool. There might be some like pre-made ones that you like the the flying one that he was on in the sky. That seems like insane. That seems awesome. But I, I mean, maybe he built that. That that looks like he found like some four tires and like a wall and stuck yeah. them together. It's like green slime connecting the the wheels to the slab in the middle so maybe he did make that honestly now that i'm looking at it more that's so cool um it's awesome i love it's so awesome i, I love that dan called them contraptions like that is what a great <laughs> word because he's you're right 100 percent a contraption well that was like the coolest part from fucking uh banjo kazooie nuts and bolts like just building cool vehicles <laughs> to drive around or fly around in like because they had propellers that you can make like helicopter mm-hmm. vehicle Ugh, so cool Love that. I saw that comparison actually on 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 Twitter. Somebody's showing like the Banjo Kazooie uh, screenshot in that one. So yeah, that's yes. a good that's a good call. This uh, when... yeah. I was just gonna say they 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 are definitely trying to in, invoke the same emotion that that other the Breath of the Wild trailer did. Um, like trying to give you those those chills, those feels. They almost had me with uh, Zelda being like, uh, I don't think you can take him down. And then he just like jumps. <sighs> That was a good moment. That was a good moment. I got you yeah. there. Very similar to what you were saying is um, at the beginning of the trailer, it, was, it hit me like I was starting to get worried because there's inevitably going to be comparisons to the first Breath of the Wild because it's it's running on the same engine. It it looks like a sequel, which would be like a first kind of for the Zelda franchise, like directly a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. That's kind of crazy. Um, I couldn't help but think about like when people saw the boat in the Ragnarok trailer, they're like, well, this looks like God of War 2018. Yeah, it's a sequel. 
And so I was thinking is like, wow, Breath of the Wild is like a really transformative game for the entire industry because of what that game did for exploration, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what is going to be like the the pull for me in Tears of the Kingdom? And then they answer that in the trailer, which is like very it's just entirely like, yeah, it's it's the same kind of locales. Yeah, sure, there's there's sky stuff, but everything is gonna be like additions to gameplay. And I was wondering how like how much different like or what new introductions they were gonna have. I mean, like Dan said, the contraptions, like there's 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 a lot of different weapons and stuff that this game is going to include that I, I think is going to be really, really fun. And the one that made me weirdly excited was watching him uh, again, shield surf, but this time like on these rails. And I'm like, oh, I, start, I was like giggling. I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> it's so fun. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, it looks fun. There was, there was another uh, contraption that he used or it looked like a. Now that I'm looking at it, I pause it. It looks like he did make this as well. It was like a. You, do you guys the know lacrosse? Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, it's like I, that. Dude, he shot out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is so cool. He like threw like a bomb with like a, mm -hmm. like a lacrosse paddle or something. It was like so cool. Can't wait, man. May 12th. Not that far. Not that far. At the beginning, I said, wow, seventy dollars Who knows? But I'm like, no, nah, I'll, pay, I'll pay whatever. I'll pay whatever. <laughs> <laughs> let's go through everything else and we can stop anywhere xenoblade chronicles 3 dlc way will feature party members uh mesha and more coming february 15th swag sega announced samba the amigo party central will be released this summer nice i, I know this character but i have never I, I didn't know what this game was until I saw it today. But I've seen that character so many times before. Mm, yeah. Fashion Dreamer was announced and will launch later this year. Enjoy. Not for me. Hell yeah. <laughs> we got a release date for Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. That's coming March 6th. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, here's one that I'm excited about. Mike Bithel's game uh, Tron Identity got an April release window. I think that's coming to other platforms as well, not just Nintendo, but still very cool to see this pop up here. Very cool. I've only played one Mike Biffle game. I don't remember what it was either. Thomas I was alone? Was... No. I, I, even though that's the most, yeah, I guess that's the most popular one. Uh, sub, sub, sub face circular with the, with the like dialogue options and all that kind of stuff. I think that's, that was his one of his games. Sub face. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, sub, sub surface circular. Yes, that's that was the one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Moving on. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective comes to Nintendo Switch this summer. What a name. I saw people losing it for this one. I, I'm not familiar with it, but a lot of people are, and they're very happy that this is coming, so I, I might give it a check. Uh, try. Nice. This looks pretty cool. Uh, Investigation-focused RPG Deca Police was announced by Level 5 with a 2023 release window. Kind of curious about this one. The year of the detective begins now. Heck yeah. <laughs> Bayonetta Origins got a new look at this. Cereza and the Lost Demon. Uh, I think that's coming, what, this month? Uh, or is it next month? It's coming very soon, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. I don't remember the month. So let me check real quick. February... Oh, wait, no, that's when the direct happened. Never mind. Sorry. I almost got it. It's loading. <laughs> uh, 
March 17th. Thank you, Dan. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Oh, my God. So about there a month is, away, right? you perverts can play Bayonetta Origins. I'm one of them. <laughs> Not for this one, I think, but, but for the other ones. <laughs> Disney Illusion Island got a gameplay overview and a July 28th release date. I may have been... been not by my TV when this happened. I don't remember this. This one looks cool. I think they showed this off at the uh, the Disney D23 thing that Blessing hosted with oh, yeah, the games yeah. and stuff. I thought this looked cool. Um, I might check it out. Looks like a nice little Rayman version of uh, the Mickey, I do Mickey like Rayman. Yeah. <laughs> There's another. We also. There's uh-huh. another franchise that Ubisoft needs to bring back. You know. Rayman. Rayman, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What was the last one they did? Rayman Origins, that like Legends was the last. Legends, one. yeah, 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 and that was good. That was fun. I didn't, yeah. I never beat it. Kind of a big game, but yeah, still very fun. Very good. It was very kind of hard. Yeah, but still very fun. We also learned that Fire Emblem Engage expansion passes DLC Wave Two mouthful will feature classic characters Hector. <laughs> <laughs> Soren and Camilla. Wave three will include Crom and Robin and Veronica. Wave four will introduce new story content titled Fell Xenologue. Hector. Okay. Heck yeah. <laughs> Not for me. Xenoblade fans probably popping off. Here's one I popped off for. Don't nod. Harmony, The Fall of Reverie was announced with a June release window. Narrative game? Are you kidding me? Yes. This looked very, very cool in that art style. Come on. Come on. If Twitter was yeah. up for this, I would have been tweeting about it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also looking forward to this one. Don't know a narrative game with a cool art style. Sign me up. Octopath Traveler 2 gets a new demo. Today, Dan, very excited for that one. It's gonna be one of the greatest <laughs> games of all time. <laughs> People love Octopath Traveler, all right? Yeah, all right. Indeed, they do. Indeed, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, why As I a... drafted them. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> As a person who loves Katamari Damacy and thinks it's swaggy as hell. We Love Kat, uh, Katamari Reroll was announced by Bandai Namco Entertainment and will be released on June 2nd. The funniest thing about this is that you, there's some noticeable stutter on oh, the no. Switch video of this. Because there's, there's a lot of objects in this game. It could have been just the video, the YouTube. So who knows? Oh, Katamari Damacy Reroll now has a free trial for Nintendo Switch Online. Very cool. I'll be faster, since no one wants to say anything. <laughs> sea of Stars, <laughs> Sea of Stars got an August 26 release date, and the demo is releasing today. Yes. Omega Strikers was announced. Uh, Etrian Odyssey Origins Collections was announced with a June 1st release. Each sorry uh, release date. Each game included will also be available separately on that day. And I saw some people popping off for this. I have never heard of, of this. People were very excited though. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that one either. That was like the dungeon crawling crawling one, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe will feature a new Magalore epilogue. You have to beat the uh, the story of the of Kirby's Return to Dreamland to to play this. Uh, and the game is also getting a demo, which is available today. 
loving all these demos. Good stuff. Yeah, I agree. Master Detective Archives Raincode launches on June 30th. Another detective game. Fear the Detective. Yeah. Bring <laughs> I think back Sherlock the, Holmes. I think this is the developer that made uh, Dongan Rapa as well, which is a, another mystery game too. Yeah. So yeah. Cool how, stuff. how many year ofs do we have at this point? We're only in so fun. <laughs> Monolith Soft RPGs, Batten, Kaitos, Eternal Wings. And the Lost Ocean and Baton Kato's Origins are getting remastered for Nintendo Switch this summer. Woo! <laughs> Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time was announced and will be released later this year. I don't remember this, but that's a cool name. Um, I don't even know how to describe it to you, Christian. <laughs> I do remember it. I don't even know. Where do I start? It's like an M- RPG cutesy farming simulator stuff you cook you fight dragons <laughs> mm. maybe not may not be for me entirely <laughs> professor layton and the new world of steam was revealed cool a new oh, I, I remember this a new yoshi's island course and a playable character birdo uh are part of wave four of mario kart 8 deluxe booster course pass I was really hoping that would be today, starting today, but it's not. It's spring, so get ready though soon. Oh yeah, and Professor Layton coming back, by the way, is really awesome. I don't think there's been a game for since the 3DS. That's that's cool. I, again, I'm not a Professor Layton guy, but saw mm-hmm. people popping off for that as well. But yeah, that's like overall. You said, that's if you overall, if you had to grade the direct today, what would you what would you give it? Hmm. I would give it. I'll give it a three out of five. Personally, I thought it was really. I thought it was solid. I had a good time with it. Again, obviously, all the games aren't going to speak to me, but I think mm. for the most part, uh, it spoke to me more than it didn't. You know, uh, like the the even the games that I didn't know anything about, I I found some new ones that I wanted to try, like the Don't Not One, um, yeah. Ghost Trick, as well. And of course, the big ones like Legend of Zelda and Metroid Prime and Game Boy Advance, oh. like those announcements really hit for me. So even when in the slower parts, I was like still thinking about those other ones like we're getting we're getting Minish Cap today. Oh, yeah. So I thought it was a pretty good show. Uh, OK, I'll go first. I, I'm very similar. I, I was thinking the, the letter C as in a C grade, oh, which great, I guess yeah. would translate to a seven out of ten, which I guess would be three out of five. Um, scores i'm all right um well yeah i think the big announcements were very cool i obviously got very excited for metroid prime but there's still i don't know for a 40 minute direct i think i was expecting a bit more like i always like to see more like first party games in the mix when it's with these longer directs and i for me there wasn't enough of it like there's still a lot of question marks for what the other teams are doing um i don't know you have like the mario movie coming out you could have done something with like another clip i think would have been really cool or even like I don't know, at this point, a new Mario game, something I think I'm kind of craving for. So, I, yeah. I don't know, a new Donkey Kong, I, I, I'm really hoping to get more first-party stuff from Nintendo. That's really what I use my Switch for, to be honest. Um, I, I will for, like, again, the most thing I, I'm, I'm excited for is a, a game from the GameCube era. And, of course, Zelda. Uh, but yeah, not, not enough yeah. for me to, to really be like a, a, oh, that was a great director. Fine. 
I was not bored, I guess. When are we getting those Wind Waker (laughs) ports? Thank you. Like you said, with the GameCube stuff, yeah. Got Prime, but... Where's Wind Waker? Damn. Yeah, uh, I am actually exactly in the same boat as you guys, a three or a C, uh, however you want to look at it. Um, for the same reasons, the big ones seem to uh, hit pretty well for me. Metroid Prime, I've never played it before, but that remastered trailer really had me interested to probably pick that up and, and play that for the first time. Breath or Not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom looked great, uh, so very excited for that. And uh, yeah, the Game Boy stuff looked really cool, so... Uh, yeah, where when are we getting Mario? You're right, Christian. It's been it's been literally as long as uh, it's been for Zelda. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. And the Mario movie is in March, right? Not not summer. April, I think, right? April. I think okay. April sounds right. Yeah. Gotcha. I was gonna say maybe they're holding off for like E3 time, but the Mario movie would would have been already out by then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's time. I, I agree. I think we we should be seeing a Mario game soon. Hopefully. It was also like what the twentieth or like thirtieth anniversary of Zelda last year, mm. and like they didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo. Anyway, great stuff, but still plenty left to be desired from us here at PXN. All right, that's your show for the week, folks. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, and everywhere else you get all your pods. Thank you, Roshan. Thank you, Christian. That's me. Thank you, Gage, who's hard at work. And Daniel, as always. Thank you. Thank you. This has been PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. Drink water. Drink. Oh. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>